Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Esteemed Gentleman Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Labrie. It's Wednesday, April 28th. I forgot that part. Usually I say that before I say my name. So I said it now. <laughs> and I'm joined by Uncle T-Bag, Tyler Sunt. Hello. Hello. And we have all day Eric DeShane as well. Ahoy hoy. I should have done I should have done you guys in reverse and just played along with it and then just fucking oh, yeah. fuck all up. Let's yeah. Screw it. We're doing, we're doing it live. Screw it. <laughs> Flip the table known as the podcast intro. No. Yeah. Uh we got a topic. It's brought to you by Eric DeShane. I'll let him explain it. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. No, so my thought process for today was what was some of the things that you guys had that uh, seemed like a big deal and was you're worried about and stressed over, but turned into like just everything worked out well, everything turned out fine in the end, and it wasn't even worried worth worrying about in the end. So I went to my family's on Sunday. I was looking through some stuff I had in storage, and I found some of these letters that got sent to me from uh, these kids. I did a presentation in uh, in one of the schools uh, right after my um, uh, pair of Pan Am games in 07. So what it was was a cousin of mine taught at one of the schools nearby here, and she asked me to do a presentation for mm. her school. I assumed it was going to be, the way she explained it to me was in front of the whole school. So I had like, I mean, it's been like a week making a presentation, slides, having a whole like stage kind of demonstration ready to go. So I was stressed out. I was freaking out. Like, what the hell was going to happen? Like, can I do this? Can I not you know, screw this up? And to get there, like as I walk at the door, I see I see her, I talk with her and everything else. She's like, oh yeah, no, so my class is over here. I'm like, oh, it's just the class. It's not the no, who said it was the whole school? I'm like, I assumed it was like the full 400 kids whole school. <laughs> I'm like, oh thank God. So I just went to the class, did the presentation there instead. It turned out really well. It was an hour long, it went great, and nothing was too bad with that. So it was fun to show all the all that around. And then afterwards, all the kids sent me little letters about, you know, how they Without thought about me and what I showed them and what I talked to them about, and it was really touching. It was nice with that, but I remember being freaking out for days about doing this presentation, and yeah, and the end turned out fine because it was just like thirty kids instead. So I'm like, oh, like that was what was I worried about? If I would just listened to to her a little bit more, I would have realized like, yeah, it's just her class, not the whole school. You dumbass, like, oh, <laughs> you'd have been fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. So oh, this made me think of like, oh, what else have you guys had in your lifetime that's been like, oh yeah, just. What was I worried about? It was that was stupid of me. Like, geez, every decision <laughs> I've ever made. I know life. it's <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had stuff like, stuff that that turned out okay after. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, going to radio school. Like, yeah, I was supposed to go to radio school. Like, probably four years before I actually did, but I kept chickening mm. out and never doing it. And then eventually, I finally was like. Fuck it, I hate my life. <laughs> I gotta change something. So then I finally mm-hmm. decided to go do it. But then it's like, damn, should have done this mm-hmm. way sooner. Yeah. So it wasn't such an old man doing I know. this kind of thing. All the same way, too, when I started, when I became a partsman, too, because that was something my dad was always saying. I'm like, oh, just go do that when you're 20 years old. And you, it's like, I didn't want to. I thought it would be something else, do something different by now. And Looking back on now, I, I got finally got my journeyman at 30 years old. I'm like, I should have got this when I was 20. Like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, this stupid like that. Because mm. now I just lost, you know, 10 years of a career where I could have been, you know, a lot further ahead than what I was, right? So I was like, ah, shit. But that yeah. wasn't so much of that. But now. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got something, Tyler? I'm trying to, well, everything that I think of is uh, I had, like, anxiety over something and then and yeah. I did it. 
and it was just terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> really, I, too. yeah. I have I have so many of those things. Something that turned out okay is uh I guess like um I used to, I was terrified of women. Like mm-hmm. like asking them out and then them just being like, ew girl, yeah, yeah, I don't wanna whatever. Like I, yeah. I always have I still have that. I still wonder like why Carly chose me. Like I don't <laughs> like whatever. I still have that anxiety like all the time too. And uh I used to get teased by the guys in my class and stuff and whatever. So I never asked anybody out ever. Like I was just too scared to, and you know, to express my feelings towards somebody and blah, blah, blah. So I was always like the, in the friend zone a lot too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Cause there was what I just had a crush on everybody, honestly. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, after I talked to my grandmother and she's like, PV, the worst I can say is no. And then that way, you know, and you just move on. And mm. it's like, I guess it's, I, I guess you're right. So I remember I was, uh, well, I don't know how much detail I want to get into, <laughs> but uh, I was driving and, and I was like, Hey, I, uh, I really like you. I like hanging out with you. And I think we should do more than just like, you know, just hang out and stuff. And, uh, well, she was dating somebody at the time too. And I was like, I'm sorry that this is coming out of nowhere, but I have to. And she, and then she was like, Oh, that's weird. And she's like, that's creepy. I'm like, ah, fuck. I should not have fucking listened to my grandma. What a dumb, dumb idea. And then she's like, okay, well, I'll I'll call him tomorrow and we'll hang out. That sounds great. I've been thinking about it too myself. And I'm like, oh, that only lasted like maybe a month or two. But that was my first. uh, It's like, you know what? She was right. You Mm -hmm. never know unless you ask. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was a great month, month and a half ish. Not bad, but it's not just bad. like yeah. holy shit, and it just gives you that little confidence boost, and it's just, yeah, just say it, man. just ask. Wait, so she broke up with her boyfriend, and then started dating you? Dating you? Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, homewrecker. Well, <laughs> no. see, no, okay, there is a bit of a backstory. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about that. I, I was, well, she was unhappy with him, and I was like, yeah. I'm right. a little better than that, I think so. <laughs> And turned out I wasn't, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I found out, right? And it yeah. wasn't actually as bad as you thought it would be, you know? Mm-hmm. There's lots of fish in the sea. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> There's also lots of trash in the sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things that actually worked out, mm. you know? And, and it just helped my, boost my confidence, and then mm-hmm. I just started asking. It's like, hey. You know, and like with the online dating thing, man, I I was just like a wizard at that stuff. You just type up a nice little read the profile. I got the little template going. Hey, so and so, whatever, and yeah, sure, let's hang out. Okay, and boom, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. there's like so. I think like especially like in radio, there's a lot of things that is like okay, you get, you're forced to go do this kind of thing. That it's like mm-hmm. <sighs> like doing uh live on locations and remotes. I Hate, just dreaded it like it's like i don't want to do this i don't want i don't want to be like out there because it's always like mm. awkward to be like like talking to people that's fine but then it's just like but you're also like paying attention like oh i gotta go like talk for a minute straight just about this stupid barbecue that i'm at <laughs> that's mm-hmm. serving beef on a bun at uh like an oil parts kind of place that's like i have no idea what the fuck they sell but they got beef on the bun. I was like, it's free. Get, get, get your beef on the bun. And you're supposed to talk about that for like a whole minute. That's a long time <laughs> to yeah. fill. Um, so I always dreaded like doing, doing that. And it's like, well, it's only like three, four hours. And it's like, 
it goes by fast enough, but it's like, ah, oh, that's just me, yeah. like, constant anxiety about, about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like, hosting, hosting events and stuff like that, it's like, ah, I don't want it. <laughs> I remember being, <laughs> yeah. having to be the MC at, like, the Vilna Fair or whatever the heck, trade show fair or something, and, uh, I was taking over for my other co-worker, he was doing like the first morning part and then I came in the afternoon and then did that and I showed up and it was like right in the middle of an auction. So they're auctioning off all kinds of crap and I think they're auctioning off like hay bales or something like that or I don't know. And so <laughs> like, oh yeah, here's here's the auctioneer. You go say hi to him and then he's like, like, oh, you're taking over for me? And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. They're just like, go go talk to him. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess so. If 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 it's done, it's like all right. We'll start auctioning off stuff. It's like well, I'm not an, <laughs> I'm not an auctioneer. I don't do that. It's like, well, what are you doing here then? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I literally just showed up five minutes ago, and I got no instructions. So I just like handed it to him. I was like, fuck. And like, I heard like people chuckle in the back. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> so like, okay, whatever. I'll just hang around. And then eventually, it's like, okay, we're now. Now's the part where I talk, where I tell people we're gonna play some game, kids games in the in the field outside. We're we're gonna catch the chickens, <laughs> yeah. and that sort of thing. And so the auctioneer guy, he has like his his bus or whatever that has the speakers on the side because you know he actually goes to the, like auction sites and that's what he uses. So yeah. he's like, okay, well, you'll get in the, in the, in the van or whatever in the bus and you'll be on the microphone and stuff like that. And you'll just kind of say whatever. And it was so stupid because like you had the lady or the guy, the farmer who had the chicken who was running the event. He's like yelling over the crowd to me what to say. <laughs> he's like, we'll get the 12 year olds next. All right, everybody, if you're 12 years old and you want to try and catch a chicken, get in there. It's it's so So, awkward. And I was like, and then at one point, some lady like came up like, nobody can hear you. The speaker isn't on. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) so I like tapped the auctioneer guy who's just like watching them catch chickens. He's like, like has his arm on the, the the gate at the back of the the bus i'm like like oh there's there's no sound out there right now he's like oh okay i'll fix it he fixed it up and it was just like just a total gong show <laughs> just like, get me out of here <laughs> oh my god that's, that's funny that doesn't fit with erickson that that is that's like, that was the thing i was dreading to do off. and then it did go total uh, totally bad yeah right yeah yeah Hmm. Terrible. <laughs> I remember that was like the first time I ever flew like overseas when we went to Brazil. Like it should have just been like a simple ten hour ten hour flights the same, but ended up being a delayed twice on the way there. So once in Buffalo and once in Brazil. So a one day flight took three days, and both times I was like, yeah, we're laid over, so we're staying for the night here and there, and shooting motels and sketchy places you don't know what the hell's going on i'm like this is my first time like flying anywhere's big like what the fuck is going on and yeah just paranoid and freaking out the whole time and oh yeah it was bad for the one night i hardly slept like maybe an hour on the plane and maybe an hour in the hotel and just I'm like oh we'll, we'll practice this morning i was like oh fuck no. i can't do this right now we just got settled in like come on guys like 
<laughs> Lots yeah. of no. We're three, mm. three days behind already. We can't do that. It's like, oh. Right. All right. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that sucks. But awful when they, when they go good, though. So it's better stories that way, I find. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, things that turned out well after. That's, that's, I'm still having a really hard time because everything's, <laughs> everything's also bad for you all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, not all the time. I guess, like, when I do a lot of my the filming stuff, like for weddings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, the first wedding that I got paid to go and film, I was charging like, I don't know, like 500 bucks. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm overcharging yeah. this poor lady. Holy man, you know. <laughs> so I'm out there and uh, I remember she's like, she's like, okay, uh, if you don't mind, like, uh, I'm going to go out to the bridesmaids and I'm going to surprise them with some gifts. So can you make sure that you're out there and, and capture that part? That's a really important part for me. Like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I got it. So I went outside and I'm fucked. I'm ready. Everything's on. Everything looks good. I got the right, you know, um, zoom and the right lens on there. Everything's good to go. Okay. So I hit record. She comes out. I captured everything. I'm like, oh, flawless. This is beautiful. Perfect. And then uh, she's like, how'd it turn out? I'm like, oh, perfect. It was, it was, it was awesome. She's like, okay, great. And she walked in. So I went on there and I hit play. And uh, I had an external microphone on. I didn't turn the microphone on. Oh. So there was no sound. There was no oh. speech. There, I'm like, fucking kill me (laughs) oh my god so then um i ended up just editing it together and uh and just put like music and skipped that whole part and just made it seem like everything was just kind of like i edited it really well it was like distracting where she never well she never mentioned anything i don't know if she said anything okay but then (laughs) terrible for her but luckily for me the divorce was like six months later (laughs) What's even that big of a deal? I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Which is terrible to say. This is terrible to say, but a little bit. That was that was terrible. Like my heart sank right down to the pit of my stomach because there's nothing oh, yeah. worse than that. Because she's saw she's that was like the most important part to her because yeah. she cared so much about her friends taking all this time off. She wanted to talk about each one of her bridesmaids there. Like it wasn't even a speech at the wedding. This was like outside of her house oh, yeah. on the patio, whatever, right? I just royally fucked it up so bad. It was terrible. But I had like, this was my first time being out there filming it. And I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And then luckily after that, I was like, Kate, I need, I have a lot of YouTube tutorials to be watching now. <laughs> I got a lot of YouTubing to do. To figure out how to do this right. So yeah, I got lucky there for sure. Oh, good. And I did the editing thing and mm-hmm. I nice. made it work. So that kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of my first day being a board op in, in uh, Bonneville radio. And uh, essentially, it was live on location thing. So like before, when I was well, when I was in radio doing live on locations, we had an app that would just like essentially upload the file to like Dropbox, and then our like system software would grab it from Dropbox and like put it into the actual like playlist or whatever. So, you, but when I was a board op, it was like old fashioned where <laughs> it's like okay, you have to call the dude on the phone like a minute before he's supposed to go on air. And then it's like, okay, this is the, we're in the last song. And then you count down. And then once the song ends, you drop the splitter on. And then it's like, live on location. And then he goes, like with, with a drum beat behind him. And then he starts talking. And uh, so I did like, like a few days of training before, before that. So I went into the Bonneville. Of course, like you can't actually train because you can't, take over the radio because the, the board's constantly playing music so it's like well here's kind of theoretically what you got to do what buttons you got to push 
I'm like, okay, I wrote it all down. I kind of know what I have to do. But the problem was, is that there was two live on the locations going on at the same time that day. Oh. So you had your, your stop break, which was like about, I don't know, a minute to a minute and a half of commercials. So the song would end and I would have the first guy on the phone ready to go. And then uh, as soon as he was done, it was like, hang up the phone, call the next guy and then get him to go on the air. And, uh, <laughs> The first cut in, I was like kind of rushed because the first guy, he was from Ontario. So he had an Ontario number. So like, it was like, got the good first guy done, but boom. And then go to call the next guy. He's like long distance or it's like you have dial it again, essentially. Cause you know, I didn't have the one in front of it. So I'm like, yeah. <sighs> and like, so it's like oh. ticking down and I'm like, fuck, call him again. Like ring, ring, ring. And then he's like, all right, let's go. And he's like, how much time we got? He's like, you got 10 seconds. He's like, oh, shit. He's a pro. He, like, did it before. So it's just like, he's like, boom, like, soon as he's ready to go. But I was just like, I, like, I had a mini heart attack after that break. He's like, I can't do this. A job I can't. It's too hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I can't do it. And, like, to add the extra stress, there was, like, also a family reunion happening, like, right after that. I was supposed to, like, do this job my first day and then go there. So I was, like, just already stressing about this job. And I was like, I just want to go home. I just want to <laughs> go home. But, like, after the, the first two breaks, it's like, okay, I'm in my rhythm. I know what I'm doing now. It's like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Turned out your cherry. You're good to go. <laughs> but you just you just have that, like, heart attack. You punch your butt cheeks moment. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Yeah. I still That's... do that way too often all the time. It's like, yeah, no, I'm right. I, I'll triple check things. I know I'm right, but still. Mm-hmm. The moment it comes to, I'm like, did I do it right? I don't know. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. yeah, you did it right. Just stop guessing, second guessing yourself, Eric, because yeah. we're right. But yeah, that's how time. I felt with that audio with the wedding video. Mm-hmm. As soon as I realized, as soon as it dawned on me that I did not record any of the audio, it's just like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to like summon a portal and jump into it. And you and get just, those, yep. those sweats going on. Your yeah, oh, so bad. Like I'm gonna, I don't want to throw up. <laughs> and it was like a deal, honestly. No. Like. Yeah. But I felt pretty bad though. But divorce six months later. Oh my god! Just yeah, uh, <laughs> man. Yeah, that was yeah. like a thing too. Well, I should let Eric talk. Eric talk because no, no, go ahead. I don't uh, say. <laughs> I'm like constantly talking about the radio thing, but like when I first started in High Prairie, I was like, I was nervous. You know, my first day, mm-hmm. and my boss. You were the yeah. He was he was very right? cool. Yeah, all that exactly. I was the only person there like four out of five days of the week essentially. And the other guys mm-hmm. are sales guys. Well, he's not on air. But just doing it, I was like nervous. And my my uh, program director, super cool guy, he's like, "Hey, if you screw up, nobody cares. It's it's High Prairie Radio." It's like, yeah, oh, true, okay, yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. He's like, nobody's listening. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Kind of got a point. Yeah, it's not not a bad idea. So yeah, just think of it that way. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what was one thing you guys had that you weren't nervous about, but other people were nervous for you? So, no, I know one thing for me was when I finally moved away from, from home and moved to Edmonton for the first time at 17 years old, I still wasn't 18 yet. My parents oh, were freaking I, the hell out. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, I can, I, I was, it was, fun. it worked out well in the end, but oh, man, that summer I was like, are you sure? Like, you can, like, yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I can do it. I can take care of myself for crying out loud. But remember, yeah. that was one thing that was like, oh, yeah, it's, 
it turned out fine. Like, why don't we, why you were so worried? Because like, no. everything was accessible. Everything was easy to get to. Like, I don't know. So that's one thing for me that was like, really? No, it's no problem. I got it. Um, hmm. I think like, I was kind of saying, like, I don't really have one, but I mean, kind of the only thing was, I think maybe most, maybe moms kind of have the same sort of thing is like when you go to your first like high school party or something like that. Oh yeah. And they know like you're going to get drunk and stuff and you're just like, uh, it's like, all right, here's your drinks and like, you know, mm-hmm. take it easy. And if, if you don't feel good, like talk to like, you know, their parents are going to be there and <laughs> like all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. And then just, I just come back the next day. It's like, man, I was the shit at that party. <laughs> they loved me. It was the yep. best. I can't wait to go to another one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I have pretty much the same, the same, same story. Thing, My yeah. mom and dad would just be like, I'd be like, oh, so what movies watch this week? I'm like, don't you have like a party to go to? Just go to a party, man. <laughs> so it's kind of the opposite for me. Like, get out of the Leave us alone. Go Beautiful. away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys want to watch an extended time. edition of Lord of the Rings? Get out of the house! Get out of the house. <laughs> exactly. Most of the time with that, growing up, most of the time with that was mostly at the, was with a family event and already anyway, so the, my parents were usually there all the time, so mm, it was yeah. camp, or some reunion or something, I was like, oh yeah, there's right over there. Keep an eye on yourself, no big deal that way. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anything else that you guys got there? Or? No, I I just I have a stack of all the things that I failed as anxiety failed things, but away from the sad stuff because I got to pile that shit too. But right, uh, the things, things that turned out okay. Yeah. Man, I uh... no, sorry, man. I <laughs> they don't know any like tests or anything like that. I was always like, well, whatever, whatever tests. I don't care. Yeah, same. I, I stressed I about that. It, I know that the last one I could think of offhand was the journeyman test. That one was a little tough, but it wasn't too bad. But that too, it was like, oh, I stressed out and studied for days. And now it's like, oh, what's well, whatever. So, mm-hmm. right. But that's right. like, that's just the maturity thing too, because it was like, you know, it's, I am, this is my schooling. I am doing this for myself. It's that pressure you put on yourself, right? That's, that, that mm-hmm. got me with that. So I did the work for it. But now it's like, oh, why did I worry so much about that stupid test? I paced it mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Interviews, I, I I would have a pretty hard time with. I'd be really nervous about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because I don't really go through too many interviews, right? Mm-hmm. So True. most of my jobs, I've been you know five years usually. Yeah. And then before I go to my next one, which hey, five years is coming up. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> Come on, podcast, take off. All right. But uh, yeah, so I, I used to, yeah I really used to. I remember my very first interview. That was nerve wracking, like mm-hmm. really nerve wracking. Uh, well, I mean, I worked with my dad for quite a while and then uh i went to work at boston pizza when it first opened like it had just been built and just got management and whatever they're looking for people and they had uh trainers coming from texas to come and train us big dave and little dave was their names and uh but anyway before that i was going to go for an interview and i'm like oh man because i remember in uh cts whatever it's just basically like job preparation class that you have it's like in grade nine or ten i was 16 at the time so yeah i had to go for an interview i was so worried so i i had like this really like baggy suit with a tie and had the slick greasy hair zits just <laughs> shining like glossy shine i drove up there with my sprint and i walked in there and i was applying to become be like a cook or a scullery technician which is like a dishwasher it's like <laughs> why are you worrying so much for a measly five dollar and ninety cent an hour job which is what it was minimum wage then was was 590 an hour i was so nervous and worried that i wasn't going to get the job and whatever and he's just like Oh, how old are you? 16. Okay. Well, when can you start? I'm like, 
I had all those mental. <laughs> yeah. What are your hopes and goals with this career? <laughs> what is your future? Whatever. And this night, he's like, no. Oh, okay. So you know, you're making like minimum wage. Yep. Five ninety an hour. Yep. So uh, when can you start? I'm like, really? That's all you're gonna ask? Like, okay, uh, I can start. <laughs> I I don't know. I, immediately, I guess. Is it okay? Can you start tomorrow? I'm like, uh, I I guess. Sure. <laughs> it's like okay. So then. Yeah. turned out totally fine there's no big issue at all mm. yeah yeah i remember my first job interview which was 13 years old when i go into go work at a grocery store and you know being 13 it's like oh fuck <laughs> you're so worried yeah. about it and i remember going to the back and i was like talking to the grocery manager because i was going to be a stock boy and uh for some reason, we didn't use like the front offices, probably because they were in use or something. So he brought me back to the meat manager's office, which is like small, like like a closet essentially. It's more it's more of a closet than an office, really. But it was like right next door or right beside the uh, one, the cardboard baler, and two, the uh, the back overhead door where the, where the truck gets unloaded. And I think I went for an interview when, like, right after school or something like that. So, which is the time that the truck gets in and gets unloaded. So he's like, "All right, come back here," and he starts talking. And all of a sudden, like, like all this noise starts happening because they're unloading the truck. He like opens the door, and there's a bunch of other teenagers who I recognize from school. They're all older than me. He's like, "It's like shut the fuck up out there." <laughs> and then like one guy's like, "You shut the fuck up in there." He's like, "Okay," and he closes the door, and I was just like. Okay, that was a good icebreaker kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so yeah. why why do you want a job? I was like, well, I want to buy a PS3. He's like, oh, cool. I like video games. Jeremy here, uh, another guy. He 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 got a PS3. He thinks it's awesome. I was like, oh, awesome, cool, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not even talking about the job, just yeah. talking about video games. That's cool. So like, can you put a can on the shelf? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what about a jar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I remember my first job interview. Not, I, my first job interview was with Jen Mack in Bonneville. So, and my uncle was working there at the time. So he was just like, "Oh, you know, you I need a hire labor hand. You want to work for? Yeah, sure, I'll give it a try." And hired me on, and I worked there for just about two years. And it was an easy labor job, but it was one of those like, "Why do you have a guy in a wheelchair like moving stuff around right now?" I was like, "Oh, it's my nephew. He works here for us." Really? He's like, "Yeah, that's that's fine." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. all right, cool." So, and yeah, that was a great little experience with that. Just lots of woodworking and carpentry stuff, but. It was one of those like, do you want a job? I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Easy enough, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're lucky with that. Yeah. I never had, I wasn't too nervous for that one. Kind of like, why is you moving stuff around? Yeah. You should be at the front entrance greeting people. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Or something. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Why can't he do that? The like, best thing with that job was they had a powered uh, 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 pallet jack. So oh, it yeah. literally pulled me around on the job site. I was moving oh, pallets nice. spots. So it was perfect. Just, oh, was it like one of the powered ones? Powered ones. Nice. Yeah. Just, Pop it up, mortar, and just mortar me around the whole thing, and just move everything around. It was, all, it was my job for days, weeks. Yeah, just moving shit. That power, mm. that power jack. Cool. Yeah, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we're we're kind of at time. Anything uh, else you guys want to bring up? Any uh, any skeletons in your closet that you want to <laughs> toss oh. out there? Nah, let's not bring that one up yet. <laughs> yeah. The nails in the board are coming out of the closet. <laughs> so yeah. packed in there. <laughs> I was nervous when the Toronto Raptors went to the NBA finals. I was like, oh, yeah. They're going to lose. But then they won. 
That's oh, the, yeah. the ultimate. Okay. <laughs> ultimate it turned out just fine. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you mm. go. I got my Tron Raptors reference in. That's going to do yep. it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a like and subscribe right here on YouTube. And if you're listening on a podcast service like Google, Spotify, or Apple, Give it a thumbs up over a five stars or a subscribe, whatever you have to do on there to keep notified on new episodes. And then why not head over to our Facebook page as well and give us a like on there. That's going to do it. We'll be back here tomorrow with another topic. Until then, though, I bid you adieu. Adieu. Au revoir.